Frank, do the thing where you start the show. Where the hell is he? I haven't seen him. I don't I don't know anything. I just got here, dude. Damn it. I fear change. I'm not good with change. This is true. This is very true. But and it's it's today and we have to do near mid. Listen, we are gonna we are gonna be fine. We are gonna get through this. There is no Frank here. I know I am not happy about that. I know, I know. Calm down, take a deep breath. Take no. A, take a deep breath. No. We will get I through this. Breathe. Oh, okay. We we do things here on Near Mint. We uh, we rank and review comics from best to worst. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, we've kind of been doing it for about, what, six, seven years now? Yeah, we, we tell you if it's good or not good. And then um, you go out and do with that information what you will. Yes. Hopefully uh, it will inform you which comic books you should purchase at your friendly local comic shop. Which we always recommend. I course. always recommend that. Yes. Ken? Yes. Ken, I understand you read book. I, I read two book. What what book you read? <laughs> these these books we have are themed. I think, yeah, I think we all kind of read sci-fi based books this week. Yes, uh, Ken, tell us about book you read. I read BSG versus BSG. Or if you're not familiar, Battlestar Galactica versus Battlestar Galactica. Ken, why Battlestar Galactica fight itself? I don't know yet. <laughs> you don't know yet? I don't know yet. I thought you read. I did read. Um, this is the first this is the first book of a mini series that Dynamite has put out. They own the, the Battlestar Galactica property and I was excited to see that it was there's a new title out as weird as the title sounded. I was curious about how this how this was going to go down, but what ultimately drew me to it was one of my favorite writers, Peter David, was involved in putting this together. Okay, now I have a question because I'm see I'm looking at the splash page here, and I, I can't quite make it out. Do they spell out the word versus? It's VS. It's VS. So it's BSG VS BSG. Is that what you're saying? Uh, why isn't it V? Well, that's it, true. It, they should have done just V. It should have been BSG V BSG. They're they're missing like prime opportunities, or or just go with the complete irony of. Just, you know, we got to do the truncated BSG, but we'll write out the word versus. <laughs> that would be... That would that would have been ironic and kind of funny. Yes. But no, they do this like halfway thing and what? what? Yeah. Okay, tell me more. So yeah, written by Peter David, art by Johnny Desjardins. I hope I'm pronouncing his, his name correctly. You're not. Okay, good. And what we're provided in the beginning before the book even starts is a little blurb to explain where we're at in the beginning of the story. And it says, when humankind's colonies fell, only two Battlestars survived, the Galactica and the Pegasus. After a fierce battle with the Cylons, Commander Kane and the Pegasus were believed to have been destroyed. However, they survived and have been searching for the Galactica and the way to Earth. Interesting setup because within both series of the original 70s Battlestar and the, the 2000s version of Battlestar, mm -hmm. this actually could have been going on in one or the other. Okay. Um, we did have a Pegasus and there was a Captain Kane who, who resided over it and um, it did go missing. So mm -hmm. off the bat, I'm sitting there, I'm still trying to figure out where this kind of takes place and what we're doing. And the covers that uh, the cover that I have was a little confusing because it's a traditional 70s Battlestar outfit. I um, see the cape. Yeah. Uh, but we do have the 2000s Cylon versions in the background. Hmm. And as we open it up, it does start off and take place during the original Battlestar Galactica series. Okay. Okay. So I understand capes are very popular in the... Uh future past maybe past future yeah yeah whichever long ago in a 
galaxy probably right here. This book opens up with Captain Kane. They're lost in space, trying to find a way to get back to the Galactica to meet up on their mission to try to find Earth. And the opening narration is Kane expressing their current situation and the possibility that he's considering retiring. Mm-hmm. He want, he just kind of wants to step down and find a way to possibly, if he can, go back to his wife and family and almost abandon where they even are right now and just try to just go off and do that. Which I don't know. I don't understand how that happens if they're all believed dead and have no idea where they are. It was, it was, you know, he's going to retire and move, in the middle of nowhere and, and move to, I, I don't know, the basement. Yeah, yeah. Ships have basements, right? I think the uh, the reboot did, or something similar to that. The yeah. aft deck. <laughs> I'm going to retire to the aft deck. Yes. So they receive a distress call on on a screen. They they see an alien that they've never encountered before, questing to be rescued from mm-hmm. wherever she is. When they get to this alien, she claims to be a Cylon. For those mm-hmm. of you who do not know, the Cylons are the bad guys of the show, depending on which side you empathize with. And she doesn't look like a Cylon. She is a uh, reptilian-esque looking creature with uh, almost amphibian-like with a long tail and claws. She's a V? Kind of. Maybe. I don't know. Is she more V visitor or like Bosk? I would say Bosk. Okay. If I had to do it. Okay, now Bosk or Gorn? Ooh. I guess Bosk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not not as smooth as a Gorn. No, 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 okay. no. So we're talking bumpy alien. Yeah, and not not as big of a head or eyes. Not as big of a, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I think I've got the picture going. On. <laughs> so continue. When once they get onto this planet and find her, they find that the Cylons have shown up, apparently trying to claim this creature too, and immediately decide to scatter once they realize that the Pegasus has re- has retrieved this creature. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, we find that there is a wormhole that opens up near them, the Battlestar Galactica, on the other side coming through this hole. Okay, yeah, yeah. And Admiral Adama is actually the Edward James Olmos Adama on the other side. So technically, they found the Galactica, just not the one that they were expecting to. Mm -hmm. That essentially is the 22 pages of this book summed up fairly accurately. You said this is sponsored by Starbucks? Yes. Okay. They always, always. There better be a Starbucks joke in here. <laughs> when, when, they, when the two of them come face to face, which they better, there better be a Starbucks line. So essentially, this book is going to give us, I guess, what the, the, the cover and the title promise us, a Galactica versus Galactica. Yeah, well, no. They so are much. crossing the universes. Um, it, if you're a fan, I would probably assume you might be as interested in this as I am. Um, it's an interesting setup, albeit I would say a little longer for me. I, I expected a little bit more action or a little bit more plot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little drawn out, especially coming from Peter David, who normally doesn't, I mean, he does long form story arcs, but, oh, yeah. but you know, each issue is fairly packed with some sort of plot and information for you in each one. This one didn't give me a lot. I'm not sure. I read his nineties run on the Hulk. I think that's still one of his greatest works ever. In trade paperback form. Oh, well, I remember when I was reading them monthly when they as they were coming out. But um, it's an interesting concept. I hope that it does pick up and go to a place that um, I have in my brain that I always wanted to see if they were ever going to do this. 
I have a lot of faith in Peter David, but again, a little too slow for me. And the artwork is fairly mediocre. Hmm. Um, even the likenesses of the characters that we're supposed to be seeing aren't that good of a likeness. Yeah. A little bit of a stretch for me. So like I said, it's a little mediocre. And a particularly racist portrayal of Tweaky. Yes. Really? Yeah, no. I just guessed about that. No, it's oh. wrong show, dude. Huh? <laughs> wrong show. Really? Yeah. Did 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 Battlestar Galactica have a have a little robot companion? The original or the new one? Yes. The original had some weird Moffat character, which was the dog cyborg. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. No, but again, a little slow for my taste. I but I do have again hope in, in Peter David and where this is going to go. Uh, I, I would like to read more, but if I'm going to have to grade this, I'm yeah, going to go. Yeah, excellent point, Ken. What you grade? The first issue, I'm, I'm going to have to go good. It was pretty mediocre for my taste. Mm. Okay. Well, that was uh, what you read. Yeah. Now I read Space. Over at Marvel, we have shockingly started a new arc with everybody's favorite angry raisin, Thanos. Or, as, or as Frank likes to keep referring to him as Hellboy's dad. <laughs> he, he does kind of look like that, doesn't he? I guess. In the movies. I guess. Wasn't Hellboy's dad Satan, though? He was. Oh, okay. Hey, I watched that movie, too. Well, we are preparing for Infinity War coming out in May, yes. so it makes sense that they're going to be doing a, an arc So, Thanos. So Thanos be movie, and so Thanos be comic book also. But, uh, yes, this, this is an ongoing uh, Thanos series that Marvel has, uh, which, which started a new story arc with uh, issue number 13 and uh, issue 14, which are uh, both under the Marvel Legacy banner. Which, for those of you who are not familiar, this is Marvel's latest banner under which they are putting most of their mainstream comics, which is signaling a return to uh, the classic versions. Almost classic status quo, I guess. Yeah, not quite a ret full return to status quo, but but it's it's supposed to. It's familiar. Yeah, you, you, they're uh, they're reintroducing a lot of the familiar versions of their characters while also keeping on a lot of the characters that have continued the legacy of the uh, the characters, hence the freaking title of the freaking thing. And, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, because uh, I know we did a whole show about it a, a couple months back, mm -hmm. but, I mean, personally, I think still think one of the better ways of reaching out to all fan bases of Marvel, you know, the older mm -hmm. crowd can actually find a familiarity of stuff that they liked back in the day if they liked mm -hmm. those characters and those artists and creators and still coming up with the new stories for the cur the current and contemporary yeah. readers so yep 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 and it's actually kind of interesting that the, the legacy thing is starting now because the previous story arc uh the, the first 12 issues of the series uh featured heavily the uh, the battle between thanos and his recently introduced son thane okay in a struggle for dominance between the two now, uh, which which is which was almost a very literal take on the the classic versus the legacy heroes. Let me ask you before you, mm -hmm. we jump into what this current story is. You read that the, the initial issues. I in did there? read those. So, what was your take on the introduction of his son and wh and where the story? Well, the, the son so was far? introduced a while ago. Okay. I, I don't even remember which story arc he was introduced in. Uh, it was a very interesting one featuring the dynamic between Thanos and Lady Death. and Mistress uh, Death. Yeah. Well, Lady Death, Mistress Death. Was Lady Death the name of that? 
the 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 chaos comic the chaos which now comic. is owned by i forget who yeah, yeah. I, I i feel like they've called her lady death they, they in may Marvel have also they may have yeah but yeah death yeah death the personification of death who is often a uh, a, a hot chick <laughs> a hot goth chick in the earlier issues of thanos as she attempts to seduce his uh, son. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of really messed up with that. I think I have to read this now. It's interesting. I, I, I do recommend that. Uh, this new arc I, I, I bring up because there's a very interesting spin on the, the mythos of Thanos. Because as, uh, as we just mentioned, one of the big things about Thanos has always been his love for death. His actual... You know, he was he's in love with the uh, personification of death. Correct. Wants to be her lover, uh, partner. He's always constantly trying to prove himself to her. Yes. Right. Uh, and this takes that to a, a, a very interesting new level because in the uh, in the new story arc, our Thanos is sucked into the future. Uh, where he has been summoned, he encounters the uh, the Ghost Rider from the future. Okay, who uh, is to all appearances, we haven't gotten confirmation of this, but the way he talks and the distinctive word balloons, uh, it appears to be that Wade Wilson at some point has become the Ghost Rider. Deadpool is Deadpool is the, the Ghost Rider. Ghost in the Rider. Oh my god. Uh, That's and he, so bizarre. And it's actually very interesting because it also means that Deadpool is very much dead well, how, in the future. Well, my other question is how far in the future? Because we've seen X-Men do the thing where they have the future version of Deadpool, mm. too. I think during the whole Cable well, this is Messiah stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's also popping up in the uh, current X-Men books. Oh, yeah. But in this, in this version of the future, Deadpool is Ghost Rider. And uh, so, he, he's, he has brought the modern Thanos into the future to uh, to meet with Thanos of the future. Okay. Who has apparently won. Okay. Thanos, uh, you know, as time went on, the, uh, the superheroes of Earth and the regular Marvel Universe have gotten old and weak, and he used the opportunity to squash them, kill them all, and he, with almost no one to stand in his way now, he, he plows through the universe, uh, killing everything until Thanos is the last living being in the universe. Okay. He is he is the king. He's got a long white beard and a crown. And he, he is the, the lord and master over a completely dead universe. Okay. I could kind of get behind this, I think. Yeah. I like, I like the whole... Deadpool, Ghost Rider, Ghost of Christmas Future imagery I've got in my head right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting, but when you think about how this relates to the character of Thanos, what this means is he's he's the last living Yeah, which is creature. what he wants, right? No. He wants to be embraced by death. Well, in a this way means, he is. This means that death has rejected him. And he's forced to be alone still yeah. in this world. He's, a, this he's alone, and apparently this has been for a long time, like thousands of years probably. That has to suck. And knowing that after all this time, after everything he's done, after all of the uh, the beings, every other being in the universe, he is offered up as a gift to her. And she still rejects him. Wow. She still won't come and claim him. 
That's crazy. It's a very interesting thing. Uh, most of which is so far only really touched upon in the uh, in the actual narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's leading; it, they're leading us to that. Uh, and I hope they go someplace good with it. I'm not a hundred percent sure they will. It sounds like a great setup. Though. Yeah, it's it's a great. So far, what we've done is we've painted a canvas on which to tell a story. And we're just now getting into where the the actual story is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I have very high hopes for uh, where it's going to go. Cool. So um, it, it's got a lot of promise. I'm not quite ready to give it a near mint yet. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with you, actually. Uh, concur with uh, what you said about that BSJ. And I'm, I'm going to have to give it a good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although another thing to point out, Ken, you're going to be very interested in this on a semi-related note over in, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which recently, uh, did issue 150. It featured the return of a, uh, certain golden hued, uh, cosmic entity. About time, man. <laughs> Adam Warlock has rejoined the Marvel universe. About time. And uh, it's, things... it's been a long time, actually. Yeah, because back in the early mid two thousands, when Guardians relaunched, we had an Adam Warlock that we found out wasn't really Adam Warlock. He was the Magus, if I remember correctly. Well, Adam Warlock was always the Magus. Well, no, it was it was it his was... evil. It was his dark half, but it was still a a, 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 a separate entity. There was an Adam Warlock and a Magus. Yeah, I'm not you sure know, how together, that like, yeah. You know, side by side, if they had to be. They Damn fought it. each other. If, if we can, can we get Abnett and Lanning back together and have them just... Ex- I don't, I'm not looking for new stories or whatever. Just explain what happened in that. I'm sure I can call Jim Starlin and figure and get him uh, on oh, here, sure, too. Oh, sure, sure. Anybody else you'd like to name drop, Ken? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I will... I will stop name dropping, Pete. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, you never have to name drop me. Everybody knows you know me. <laughs> Next. <laughs> So yes, you know, you actually will have me wanting to read Thanos. So I, I can't, I can't wait now. I got to get my hands on this stuff. Yes, do that. We have a, d- a disheveled bum that like shambled into the studio. <laughs> Thanks for showing up, Al. And wow, that like came off so passive aggressive <laughs> thanks for showing up yeah no, just no. thanks for walking through the door it was great yeah yeah no no, no 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 thank thank you for being here al uh we, always we, a pleasure we we were a voice short and i'm glad we're going to get a, a third uh voice I, I i understand you have read comic books too i do read comic books too you read comic books did you read a comic book about space i did read a comic book about How space fortunate <laughs> Because that is the theme I arbitrarily decided to tie all our things together with. I absolutely read one about space. I am I'm following up on the event comic that IDW just finished up uh, for its Hasbroverse. Their uh, big event comic was First Strike, and honestly, me and Frank were not too high on it. Um, yeah. It was their t- their second attempt at doing an event comic after they established the universe in the one before, and uh, I didn't know they were going to be doing this. But what they did uh, about a year ago. During their big, we're joining the universes together, like with uh, Transformers, Mask, G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe, uh, ROM, Space Knight, Visionaries, a few other ones. Um, that was the one last year. Yeah, Revolution. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That I, didn't involve Ghostbusters, right? No, not yet. Okay, okay. Not yet. You hear that? <laughs> no, not cause, yet. Because IDW did, did one 
at one yeah, point where they, they brought uh, a bunch of their properties together. They did. They have Ghostbusters and the Ninja Turtles come, came in together at some point. Wasn't that a thing? Was, yeah, it was like infestation Probably. or infection yeah, yeah. There, or it, was, it was a zombie thing. Yeah, like the, the Ghostbusters oh, yeah. and the Turtles had to fight zombies. Yeah, for some reason. and they were they, they did they did two series of it. Yeah, I remember Infestation. That was they had Star Trek and Transformers Everything and that too, right? It, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I I have a hard time keeping these straight, but okay. So their big combining thing last year was Revolution, Revolution. and then they followed up with a miniseries called Revolutionaries. Okay. And I assumed when that book was over, that was it. That was the end of the story. And it was kind of fun. It was a few of the side characters from a few different, like, books kind of tooling around together having space adventures. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And it came to a logical conclusion. I thought it was over. Um, then First Strike, the big event comic happened, and that was over. And I'm like, all right, well, that was kind of not great, but well, <laughs> better next time. Um, only to find out that First Strike, the comic book, like another miniseries was the event comic, is going to follow up where Revolutionaries left off. Okay. So I'm assuming this is going to be an IDW thing where they'll have an event comic and then all of a sudden, well, then we're going to follow it up with our miniseries that we've been following the side Mm -hmm. characters with. This is a comic book thing. Right. Yeah. In general. (laughs) I mean, you know, your, your, your final crises have their new 52s, your, your crisis on your infinite crisis has its 52. Yeah. Yeah. Your, uh, your, your secret wars has whatever the. Yeah, crap. Marvel, uh, Marvel now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. So, I'm only reading the first issue of it. I didn't read all of Revolutionaries, but from what I read of it, I liked, and it's good. Like, I mean, not like not to spoil what I'm going to say at the end of it, but like, it's leagues better than the event comic oh, yeah. was, which was kind of like a garbage fire. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in the event comic? Um, <sighs> without spoiling too much. Um, well, there was a, a Joe Colton, the original G.I. Joe, led a bunch of villains to Cybertron to go and essentially destroy Cybertron because, hey, uh, these 30 foot aliens that have technology millions of years ahead of ours just discovered us. And if they decide they don't like us, then they can wipe us out in an instant. So, so we better just try and wipe them out first before, you know, they- because they've got technology millions of years ahead of us yeah <laughs> so we probably stand a chance <laughs> so we got a ragtag group of villains together um only to be betrayed at the uh 11th hour by one of the villains who turns out to be a wizard and reveals that the revolution the, the sorry the, the visionaries the toy line that you forgot that oh is actually going to uh existing somewhere in the heart of cybertron and he opens it up and brings it back to life so rather <laughs> wow. than destroying anything they just are like that's where the holograms on the Transformers come from. <laughs> so it was it was such a mess because it tried to do a million different things. That ending came out of nowhere. God, it was like <laughs> Secret Wars from Marvel. I just write, make it up as we go along and try to sell more toys. And I'm an inhumanoid. Yeah. <laughs> it was... Uh, I like it. But um, oddly enough, the aftermath with a bunch of the still heroes kind of tooling around on Cybertron... Um, there's like a, a mask character, Action Man, uh, Cup, RC. They're just hanging around, like trying to yeah. get rid of the rabble that's still left there from the villains that, like, uh, Destro and everyone else brought over there. Oh, wow. Well, so it's a lot of, like, kind of cool hero guys hanging out fighting bionic ninjas. And I'm like, that's simple. That's easy. It's to the point. There's no plot twists. It's just, let's go fight some bionic ninjas. Okay, I'm up for that. All right. Yeah. Like, it was it was simple to the point Action Man keeps hitting on RC for some reason despite she's like 30 freaking tall and, and a, doesn't have organic organs. Yep. 
But I'm like, it was it was funny. It was genuinely funny. And it was a lot more honest and interesting than anything that happened in the actual event comic. Nice. Um, beyond that, there's a cool stuff with uh, some of the other side characters. Uh, Centurion's a new guy that they brought in uh, who the main villain from uh, the event comic Krieger had experimented on the guy to make him think he was Bumblebee. Um, so that he lived out Bumblebee's life and then all of a sudden woke up and like, no, you're just an experiment I put on a table. And like he was going to use him in one facet or another. That almost sounds like something you would have seen in one of those 80s cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Centurions? Like, these no, these he, are the guys that like snap. No, uh, no, no, no. It's like, I mean, if he turns out to be that, I, oh, oh. I won't be surprised. Because I'm trying to think. Was, wasn't Krieger the name of the uh, the villain in Centurions? I don't remember. No, Krieger's actually from like Sergeant Savage. That oh, line. okay. Okay. Um, and like some vague Transformer stuff, but mainly from the Sergeant Savage uh, toy line. I'm I'm waiting for the what the Insectors to show back up. The Sectors. <laughs> sectors. <laughs> those are the ones where like there were the the bug creatures or whatever, but you put your hand in them. They were like, like puppets. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. yeah. like let's let's do, let's combine you know eleven inch tall action figures with puppets. Yeah. I'm I'm shocked that like Mask is involved with this and Peter hasn't been all over this yet. I don't know, man. Like you were know. huge in the mask when I, when you and I first met, God knows how many decades ago. I love ago the now. toys. I wasn't a big fan of the uh, the cartoons. I'll honestly say the, the mask the... comic books have probably been some of the better ones. Like I I've, yeah. I've tried I've tried to get into GI Joe, but the problem with GI Joe is it's too it's too involved with the Transformers line. And considering I like the Transformers line, they're the main comics books I read. It's just weird to be like I'd rather these guys just kind of tool around and go fight Cobra. I don't need Skywarp to be hanging around and being like, and that's. You know, yeah. That's a very weird thing, yeah, it too, is. because didn't they tie Mask directly into G.I. Joe? Yeah. The mask is like G.I. Joe's R&D department. Really? Uh, yeah. And they also tied in, like, how, like, they came up with the Mask technology as in they reverse-engineered, like, the Transformers and, like, in order to make the vehicles that could turn into other vehicles. Yeah. And, and it like, also makes a tremendous amount of sense because the, the people that they're fighting are Venom. Yeah. Which I would assume are also an offshoot of Cobra. Actually, no. No? Uh, Venom was originally, like, Mayhem was originally part of G.I. Joe, believe it or not. And, like, was mostly kind of a good guy. Okay, not, so not it's a, a Not a good you. guy. He was more or less just kind of, like, one of those military guys that's, like, kind of in, for, in, for, in it for himself yeah. until... He eventually decides to defect and like, actually be in it for himself. Yeah, I'm upset to hear that that initial miniseries was very lackluster because essentially it's almost like every kid's dream, where it's like they just threw all the toys in the toy box and let you do whatever you wanted with it's, them. And for some reason, they're all the same size now. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, man, it was it was such a shame because I it I want Revolution. I thought was never going to work because it was it was so much had to be crammed in all at once. You had ROM, you had Action Man, G.I. Joe, Mask, Transformers, Micronauts, for God's sakes. And I thought, <laughs> like, if they got it in and they did it in one go, then it's ripping the Band-Aid off and it's fine. Yeah. But they did the next event comic where that all came together again mm-hmm. and immediately was just as much garbage. Right, yeah. right. But it seems like the miniseries, like the stuff that takes place in between the event comics, are really good. Mm-hmm. Like, they have interesting stories and they give time to characters. And the characters are actually people I care about. Like, I like RC. I like Cup. They have, like, you know, some chemistry together, and they're genuinely funny, which is something the event comics never did. There was no humor at all. And it was like, man, you can't you can't have all of these 80s toy franchise stuff get together and, like, not 
crack a quip every once in a while, like the villains did, which was kind of the redeeming aspects of the event comic. But it was just, I'm glad to see the heroes get a fair shake in this one, especially Action Man. I just, again, something about him just consistently trying to, like, yeah, I can I can hit that. Like, to the, the giant 30-foot robot, it's like, oh my god. And, and that's what we have on the cover of this first issue of uh, First Strike, right? We got Leo yeah. 1 and, oh man. Yep. Wait, leader one. Uh, no, it's no. Uh, RC. Oh, is it RC? Uh, yeah, RC. Yeah. yeah, and that's uh, one of the uh, characters from Mask whose name escapes me. Uh, Wait, let me see, let me see, let me see. I think that's Gloria Bennett. That is one. that what her name is? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, well, so, how, so what, what, what kind of rating would you give First Strike? I'd give uh, First Strike the miniseries a good. Like, okay. I mean, it's, I got to see where it goes. Like, once it's uh, finished, I'll probably have a better idea of it. But, like, the first issue, I think, definitely worth picking up. I think you can grab it and go uh there's a few instances especially when they go into centurion's backstory where it's like there's a heavy amount of it but it's like well whatever i can pick it up as i go along cool yeah. and we get some editor notes i'm guessing in the corners periodically just say hey listen yeah, yeah. if you miss this go check out whatever yeah but it's enough that you don't really have to if you don't want no to. it's like again mm. it's them fighting bionic ninjas you're fine cool yeah all right fair enough sounds good glad you read and tell us <laughs> now can you tell us you read again thing uh from boom studios i In have space i have yes planet of the apes ursus issue one of six monkey go in space monkeys in in future space future space i don't think this is in space at all well no this is actually after the space part uh what happens is <laughs> are they on the planet of the apes they are you fool ken <laughs> the planet of the apes is earth the Planet of the Apes is Earth. It's not space. But planets You've in the been name. Fooled. Well, they had to get there first, and to get there, they were in space. Uh, this book opens up uh, right after the beginning events of the original Planet of the Apes film. So Taylor, Landon, and oh god, wait, which one was Mark Wahlberg? Uh, we will not. We will not do that. No. <laughs> so this is before Beneath the Planet of the Apes. This is actually take. This is actually taking place during the original film. Oh, okay. Taylor and his crew, uh, Taylor, Landon, and Dodge have already landed, and, and it did General Thade find them? Stop. And it opens up just as they're initially found by the gorillas. All right. Okay. In the, in the cornfield. During this, we're getting narration from General Ursus, who is not in the original film. He doesn't show up until Battle for the Planet of the Apes. He's the he's the guerrilla militia leader that wants to just wipe out all humanity on on the planet. And we're getting his views of humanity as we're seeing the events of the original film unfold of what happened to Taylor. What I do like about this is we start to get a little bit of a backstory as to what his life was like and the influences in his life through his father and religious entities that allow him to form his belief as to why humans are evil and why they should be eradicated, which is kind of cool. But what it also does is in the original film, when Taylor's friends are, are captured and taken away, this series also is going to show us what happened to those two during that time period. And Ursus was a major part of it. And he realizes that they're not from his time, that they can speak, and the dangers that are going to come because of it. It's an interesting concept. Uh, I do find it to be, again, a little drawn out. I wish um, it picked up a little bit faster. I wish the, 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 back, the, the flashbacks were a little bit shorter. Maybe space them out over the rest of the issue you know, more, but make the segments less, if that makes sense, and give us more of the current instead of the past. Mm -hmm. and let it unfold that way. 
but ultimately the art is fantastic. The story is interesting if you're a fan. Um, again, a little slow from uh, from my taste too. So I'm probably going to wind up going with a good at least for this first issue. Wow. Surprisingly flat on our ratings this week. Yeah, we're pretty much dead center for everything. Yeah. Comics are meh. <laughs> it was a weird week or so for comics, I think. Yeah. I had, I had I mean to be it, it I had a hard time trying to figure out what I wanted to 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 do for this this yeah. uh, this for this week. I didn't want to go with a lot of the mainstream stuff. I wanted to kind of do a spotlight mm-hmm. on some of the indie indie stuff, but there wasn't a lot jumping up at me either. There's a there's a few things going on that are not quite ready for reviews, I think. Yeah. A lot of new story arcs taking place yeah. right now. Phoenix Resurrection is uh, is currently going on over at Marvel. I'm a huge Mark Wade fan, and we're getting a new Avengers story arc that's going to be taking place every week now for the next 12 weeks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would love to do it, but I, maybe we, that's something we should wait and see how it's panning out, you know? Uh, Batman White Knight yes. also is uh, is looking like it's pretty interesting, but I, I think that's definitely one of those ones that it, it, you need to look at the whole story before we uh, we review it. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing with uh, with Doomsday Clock over I, on DC. I'm still. I, have you have any? Has anybody tried reading it? yet? I've read the first issue. I haven't, and I'm part of me doesn't. You know, I'm debating if I really want to. I'm kind of torn. In deciding if I want to read this book or not. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure eventually I will, but I just... it. Uh, I've I, heard you guys talk about it on the show a few times. Like, it's... it's That seems like it's, it has potential, but at the same point, like, man, can but, we left left Bonneth alone, you know? Yeah, you know, just like Watchmen was fine within its own contained thing. Yeah. And now we're... And now DC is deciding to mainstream it into the universe. And, and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about it. And most of those characters were based on DC characters anyway, right? right? They were archetypes. Yeah. yeah, they were, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, Night Owl. Come on. Captain Clearly Adam. Blue Beetle. Of course. Yeah. No. You had, uh, yeah, you had, uh, was it Dr. Manhattan as uh, Captain Adam? There was... Uh, or the Super... Actually, or, or, he was a lot more like Superman. He was the Superman type, that too. Was, it was... Kind yeah, of the interesting were, it was thing. an amalgam type. Yeah, they, they yeah. weren't one-to-one correlations. Yeah. Night Owl was part of Batman, but the comedian was also a reflection of the more violent aspects. And even Rorschach, Batman. to a degree. He was yeah. the, the, uh, the, the uh, detective. But uh. he was also the, the consummate d- 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 detective trying to, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, was, it, was the, it was mostly the archetypes. From what I'm getting so far, it doesn't quite have the same soul or resonance mm. as the original Watchmen series, but they're making much more of an attempt at that than the... The, the prequels. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the prequels that they yeah, had. Uh, was it Beyond Watchmen? So, yeah, something like that, uh, that they did a couple of years ago mm-hmm. for the anniversary. They were okay, but I wasn't that big of a fan. Yeah, they, they those seem to be, okay, we're going to take... It, 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 like. They almost divorced themselves from the social commentary. And the only reason why I even gave it a shot was because of the incredible creative teams that they got to work mm-hmm. on it. You know, I mean, I, I would love to see a Darwin Cook Watchman tale. And it was pretty damn good, you know? But, yeah. Plus, yeah. setting it in, like, without the, those characters or setting it in, like, in a prequel sense, and, like, you run the less of a risk of Correct. interfering yeah. in any of the stuff that took place in the story. It's like, those ones, though, it, it felt like, they weren't even aiming to try and be Watchmen. Which was good. That's what I think. I, yeah. That's the reason why I think I, I gave it a shot. The, 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 
Doomsday Clock looks like it's it's kind of taking aim at Watchmen. Mm-hmm. It's like it kind of wants to be Watchmen, but they're not quite hitting that target. And listen, un- unless you're Alan Moore, I mean that's never gonna freaking happen. I don't think Alan Moore is going to write Watchmen again. Well, he's not. That's what well, I'm no, I'm not even. I'm not even saying. Literally. But you're not. Gonna, I mean, you're not. You're gonna, not going to get something the caliber of Watchmen. You're not going to get that Alan tone. You're not going to get that style. It's you yeah. know, as much as you want to imitate it or try to, it's not. Gonna, it's not going to happen. Watchmen was very much a product of its time, mm-hmm. and y- y- you're not going to get the same feel. Yeah. Also, out of a. Yeah, also have a writer that wanted to push the envelope as, you know, in a way that, you know, to that point really hadn't been done to that extent. And also because like, he was a writer that didn't care if he was pushing the envelope. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's very hard to do now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I so, would rather have seen Watchmen Babies, though. I think I think we all would have loved <laughs> to have seen Watchmen Babies. But yeah, um, speaking of uh, stuff that's wind up becoming cult status more currently, I guess. Nearer? I never got to finish reading it, but there is a huge love for the Old Man Logan miniseries Indeed, from Marvel. Is. And I think for next week, one of the things that caught my eye is they're going to go back and revisit that universe. And Old Man Hawkeye number one just recently came out. Old Man Hawkeye. And that I do remember from reading this story because he actually went blind. Yeah. And that's actually what we're going to be getting in this. We're going to get the, the five years or so before the old man Logan story and what happened with Hawkeye and how he got to where he was by the time we find out about him in old man Logan. That's going to be interesting. I'll tell you, I, I, I really hope that there isn't a moment where, you know, acid gets thrown in his eyes and he's suddenly blind or something like that. Okay. I, I'm really hoping that it's a, that there's no event that does it. Yeah. It's just, he's getting old. He loses his eyesight. You know, he, he, he's losing his eyesight. It's a long, slow process. Well, then how about we wait till the next episode and I'll give my review and I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that'll do it for us for this episode of Near Men. Al, th- thank you for joining us. Not a problem. If you want, you can pick up and join me as I I leave and Peter can sit here in the studio till next week or. You yeah, know, actually, whatever. I don't want to stay here. You guys are leaving? <laughs> you told me to wait. <laughs> oh. God, you guys are awful. <laughs> Can't wait for Frank to get back. Good night, everybody. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. 